1: Welcome to Reflections 2010, a series of interviews hosted by myself, Donna Freeman, of YogaInMySchool.com. Today we are pleased to have as our guest Washington, D.C.-based Vinyasa Yoga instructor, Faith Hunter. Faith, how are you today?
2: Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing wonderfully. Awesome.
1: Well, it's a pleasure to have you. You've had an amazing year 2010 has been good for you.
2: <laughs> it has been um absolutely amazing and fun and um I feel so blessed. <laughs> I Really do.
1: Well, it's I'm I appreciate that you've taken the time out of your busy holiday schedule to join us today. And uh, and I what I want to kind of get at to before we get into the the year and all that's happened is your name. I I think you. that your name uh Faith Mm-hmm. Really helps to connect with how you teach yoga from that that you know searching for the divine and the spirituality that kind of underlines. The way that you teach. Can you tell us a little bit about the story behind your name?
2: Sure. Um, actually, I asked my mom this um, a couple of years ago because I was like, ah, oh, man, this name is so awesome. Because for a while, I mean, growing up, they actually people didn't call me Faith. Um, as a child, most people called me Feifei, which was more like a nickname. And as I got older, I started to, to feel a little more comfortable in, in my name being Faith. And so I asked my mom, and she's like, well, It came from your great aunt. She's actually the one that named you. And the reason is because um, our family, I mean, we're from the South and really, really steeped in spiritual practice um, and and being really close to the divine, I mean, in in every way. Um, So I grew up in a very um, spiritual home. I mean, we... My dad wasn't one that went to church, but my mom did. Um, But at the same time, my dad knew that there was, like, you know, some higher power. And... In my family, we really believe that, you know, it's important to have that connection um, and important to, to honor and be aware of, of spiritual um, the spiritualness that's out there and staying connected to it, helping you stay grounded. And so my aunt was like, this is the perfect name for this little being, and um, it just fit. It was just something that just had to... Uh, Join me. <laughs> when I came out of the womb, my aunt said, "This is her name. Her name's Faith." There you go. Yeah.
1: So, kind of coming from that, a lot of uh, you've been described as mm-hmm. spiritually fly. I think that's just a great term. <laughs> <laughs> but what what does that mean, and where does it come from? That spiritually fly aspect cool. of
2: your your yoga classes. Yeah, and actually it's it's a name that one of my students um kind of coined and so I can't even take claim to it. Um but I kind of like the way it sounds because I think it does speak to how I teach my classes and how I try to live my life. Um I mean definitely I'm this very modern being and you know walking around in modern times but still trying to stay connected to to a sense of spirituality and a sense of um Honesty and truth and, and purity, you know, as close as I can. I mean, I you know, definitely we struggle every day. But as I teach my classes, what I try to do is to keep that energy and momentum flowing and um, making sure that students come to my class, they're not there to exercise, Um I'm hoping that they are showing up to use this asana practice, to use their meditation practice, to draw them deeper and closer to their their oneness, their true selves. And in the process of doing that, I throw out a little tidbits of philosophy, um, even Sanskrit philosophy and, and Hindu philosophy. And then I throw out a couple of tidbits of, of my own Christianity, Christianity um, and my own personal beliefs and hoping that... They're able to tap into some of that while using this asana practice to move their body. Um, I grew up dancing, and so dancing for me was just like I did ballet and modern dance. But I always remember when we would like do modern dance and do drumming. It was like this amazing spiritual um, revelation, right? And what I feel like is when I'm in my asana practice, when I'm on my mat, that. I feel that same way, and so what I try and do is share that same kind of essence with my students, um, but in a very modern and kind of urban kind of twist and flavor.
1: That sounds like, I, I know I've taken some of your um, your podcast classes, <laughs> um, and for those who don't know, Faith Hunter is uh, on iTunes, it's called All the Way Live, and definitely go visit it, subscribe, do her podcast. Um <laughs> they're wonderful and i really like that you're kind of very eclectic Yes. you you meet your students needs you say okay a lot of people have been asking for this so i did i've i've developed this class mm-hmm. and and yet you always bring in that spiritual element even if it's a hip opener class
2: yes yeah doesn't really matter i mean and it's so funny um it doesn't matter if If I'm doing arm balances, I'm like, oh, you know, reach your feet all the way up to the heavens, right? You know, feel, you know, the divine right there. Um, Or, you know, if we're deep in some hip openers, right, tapping into your your power, um, finding that essence of who you are. Um, It may be hard, it may be difficult, right? Our our paths are are many, um, and we travel them, and sometimes they're like, whoop, and they're really easy, and then other days they're really challenging. And how do you work through that? So I'm like pushing my students to do that as well but the other thing that's really cool is that even the music that i incorporate i blend in hip-hop i am blend in um chanting from bhagavandas and and all these amazing um, bhakti yogis and then i also merge in a little um you know just urban stuff just whatever just kind of comes to mind that i feel that will set the tone for the class um and that will also inspire people to to transform. I mean ultimately that's what we want to do is transform and become our, our true better selves, you know, in some way.
1: Well, it really sounds like you take your your southern upbringing <laughs> and and combine it with your your modern DC lifestyle.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's like, it's one of those things I never, ever want to disconnect to that. And it's when, even when I go home, I try not to talk on the phone as much. I try not to, you know, tweet. I try not to get on my computer and I just try and just be there with my mom, be there with some of my other relatives and just hang out and enjoy kind of the slower pace of life because I know when I return to D.C., It's fast-paced again. It's hurry, rush, get and go. Um, And so what I do feel is that my Southern upbringing helps me stay grounded, helps me to stay connected to who I am, and helps me appreciate the slower times in life.
1: I think that's a wonderful lesson for people to to be able to take the best of of who they are and where they came from and, Mm -hmm. and bring it into who they are now.
2: Right, right, yeah.
1: One of the highlights of this past year has been um yoga on the great lawn in in New York City, which you mm-hmm. um were involved with with Elena Brower, you know the amazing
2: elena brower and uh, yeah. tell us a little bit about that experience um so I've, i felt really humbled <laughs> actually when when Elena invited me to come to New York, and I was like, "Oh my God, that would be so exciting and i had seen all the advertising and stuff about it, and she invited me, and I was like, I'm so like there, and it was just amazing, even though we didn't really get a chance to practice because of the weather and get a full asana practice in, um, we had a, a moment to do, you know, a sun salutation, but just being there with amazing, amazing yogis that were on the stage with us, and of course with Elena, and then Dharma Mitra was there, but then, Before we even started, I had an opportunity to just kind of walk through the whole crowd while people were setting up all of their yoga mats. And it was the most amazing and beautiful thing um, to see all these people excited, motivated, inspired to practice together um, in this amazing park. I mean, when I lived in New York, I always loved going to Central Park. And I also had an opportunity to see the Dalai Lama in Central Park. So, I mean, it's like this amazing place where people come from all around the world and they were ready to practice. Um, the cool thing that was also amazing as I was walking through the crowd, a couple of people came up to me and they were like, oh my God, I listen to your podcast. <laughs> or, Oh my God. I'm your friend on Facebook, and so it was just like, whoa! This is like so cool. How awesome uh, and how amazing is it to live in this day and age and this time? I mean, I totally remember when it was difficult to connect with people that you knew in a foreign country. You probably would never ever see them, but maybe were, you had pen pals, and I might have pen pal in high school and junior high, and I've never ever met the person. But now we have this amazing technology where you can meet someone online, right? On Facebook and connect with them because they have like minds, like hearts, and then all of a sudden, they appear there in Central Park, and they're like, oh, my God, I know you, and I'm like, yes, I know you, too, and so all of that type of just joyous, collective, um, positive energy was there on that day, and it didn't matter that it rained. All it mattered was that we were there together, ready to Joyously practice our asana, joyously meditate and chant and sing together, and that's all that was important: is fellowship,
1: mm-hmm. building community. Yeah, yeah. It is quite interesting that we do live in this day and age that we can connect, and, and that's how I've connected with you. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's really great to be able to reach uh, and build and yeah, connect. Community. Such yes. amazing, wow. So you had two, not one, but two major (laughs) magazine covers this year. You were on Yoga Journal in May and Om Yoga in, was it October, November?
2: Uh, November, December issue.
1: Yes, Mm -hmm. the November, December issue, the last one of the year. Yeah. How does that feel?
2: Um, I'm absolutely ecstatic. I mean, it's it's a beautiful thing. I really uh, feel honored. Um, And I really feel blessed. And the cool thing about it, I mean, growing up, I mean, I grew up in the the South. um, And really, only the major magazine that my mom read had nothing to do with yoga. Uh, It had only to do with African-American women. It was Essence, so so women of color. So that was like one of those magazines that I grew up with and always seeing like these amazing African-American women on the cover. And so when the opportunity came around where I could appear on Yoga Journal and then poof, um, there it happened from Om Yoga Magazine, it was an honor. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to be on the cover of – These international magazines, people are going to see my face around the world and feeling that like sense of honor and sense of blessing, um, knowing that. Other women of color, um, doesn't matter if it's, you know, Hispanic, African-American, um, even there are a couple of Africans in in, um, in Africa and like um, Ghana, some people email me like, oh my God, I'm so excited, you know, to see you on the cover, knowing that people are going to see my face and feel the same way and say, you know what, that is so inspiring. I'm so moved and um I would love to be on that cover one day um and hopefully that will motivate them to to be their best self um so for me, it was just an honor and a blessing to be on both covers,
1: yeah, you know I don't know, but I kind of see you as a real role model for uh you know for for women of color and you're out there mm-hmm. and you're doing your thing and and that's you're like you like you say you hope that you're connecting with them, that you're inspiring them to be them, their best selves, that I can definitely see that.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> and it's, it's funny, I didn't necessarily, like, put that intention out that, that I wanted to be a role model, um, but I've had a lot of people come to me and say, oh, my God, you, you, you have become a role model, just kind of like you said. And even that within itself is humbling, um, because all I want to do is just be a good person. At the end of the day and and try and treat people with with respect and dignity um and look in their eyes and see oh my god you're you're a divine being, you're a divine being, and just be a good faith <laughs> just be good you know just a good person, and if I'm a role model and if if my actions and my deeds are helping someone in some way, um then my job is done right my my service to the world is complete mhm.
1: <laughs> Yeah. It's kind of a heavy heavy thing to contemplate though.
2: <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it really is. Yeah. But it's 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 heart opening and it's sweet and um it's just this deep sense of of compassion and love, um, that I hope that someone feels when when they see me. Like that's my hope. <laughs> that's
1: wonderful. Now, you've got a number of causes that that are dear and near to your heart.
2: Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about some of them? Sure. Um, well, the the first one um, that I'm doing a lot of work on is with the Hemophilia Federation of America. Um, that's the organization I work for, uh, I'm work doing work for. And this particular organization basically um, helps to advocate on behalf of people with bleeding disorders. And... Not very many people know, um, but I am actually a carrier of hemophilia. Um, And so it's definitely one of those um, genetic kind of twists that has continued over generations and generations, appeared in our family, and um, kind of popped up again. And my two brothers, both um, hemophiliacs, my mother's a carrier, I'm a carrier. And so throughout my life, I mean, he was present there, Always, constant. And I kind of did some volunteer work when I was younger, when I was like a teenager, and then I stepped away from it. And then about two years ago, um, came in contact with the Hemophilia Federation again, and they were like, you know, what are you doing? And I'm like, you know, I do nonprofit work. I've always kind of been in the nonprofit sector. And they were like, are you interested in doing some projects with us? And I was like, hmm, this sounds interesting. And trying to figure out how can I incorporate healthy living, yoga, meditation um, into helping the bleeding disorders community and what we're doing right now we are in the process of creating an online um, wellness program so right now we have yoga DVD videos up online um, we also have nutritional guidelines and nutritional plans for anyone that has either their hemophiliac anyone with a bleeding disorder um, or parents of children that are bleeding disorders. And they can go online, access all of this information, and utilize it to the fullest extent and also recommend to us things that they need because I think that's important that we're serving them in a really positive way. So initially set up the the site for yoga, but we'll also add swimming content and rock climbing and also cycling and walking and just how to have fun with your kids. And so we're also going to possibly do um, a family yoga video as well. Um, Right now we just have adult videos up. And It's um, just really about, you know, helping the community that I'm a part of at the end of the day um, and hoping that someone will be able to change their life um, and live a little healthier, um, even though they may have a bleeding disorder. And then the other cause um, that's really, really close and dear to my heart as well, because of the hemophilia community, is also HIV and AIDS. And my older brother, Michael, he actually passed um, back in the 90s as a result of being infected um, with uh, HIV because of his bleeding disorder. And the bleeding products at that time were not completely safe. And so he had HIV, he also had hepatitis um, as a result of receiving um, those, the factor. And because of that, for many, many, many years, I was involved in the HIV-AIDS community doing, starting out as just your very basic, like, health educator, and then throughout probably like a 10-year period, I moved from, like, health educator to actually being a national director for um, a national um, HIV-AIDS program and organization here in D.C. And Even though I'm not heavily involved in the HIV AIDS community, I still try and stay aware um, of what's going on in the community. Also, if there's like a tweet or something, I try and follow all the latest things that are happening as well as reading up on stuff and just staying on top of it constantly so that if there's any way possible that I can send a blast out or connect a friend with someone else and say, hey, here's some services here in New York or here's some service here in San Francisco or or Miami or Mm -hmm. nowhere, Idaho, you know, wherever they are, I'm, like, connected still with the community in some way to try and help um, and to try and continue to spread the word because it's still an epidemic. And, you know, it's been over 20 years and people are still getting infected. I mean, I live in a city here in D.C. where it has some of the highest rates in the United States. Um, so it's still a problem.
1: Yeah. Well, we appreciate the uh, the work that you do and uh, the non profits that you put your uh, your talents and your time behind. Thank you for that.
2: Thank you. Yeah.
1: So we're going to switch it up a little bit now um, <laughs> and do two minutes with Faith Hunter. <laughs> okay. So next two minutes. Quick little questions, answer with whatever comes to mind so we can hear about your little quirks. Ooh,
2: <laughs> I, I have lots of them.
1: <laughs> All right. So, your first boyfriend.
2: Oh, my goodness. Um, do I have to say names? Is um, it just a first name? <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. His name was Andre. That's not a great Andre. name. great yeah. name. Um,
1: yeah. Most exotic vacation.
2: Ooh, most actually Greece.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'd love to mm-hmm. favorite T V show as a child?
2: Um, Garfield.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, who's your favorite? Superman or Spider Man?
2: Uh, Spider Man.
1: Okay. Do you have a pet peeve?
2: Mm, I hate toothpaste on the mirror. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey Drew, get it off the mirror. Ah, yes, yes.
2: <laughs> okay,
1: facial, manicure, or pedicure? Which would you choose?
2: Ah, uh, pedicure. I like my toes to look cute when I'm like, you know, on the yoga mat and I'm <laughs> assisting my students, especially in Down Dog. Right? You yeah, walk. It up makes you day smile. Day. Yeah, it's like, you know, I've had a cute little pedicure. They're like, okay, she has great feet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. First thing in the morning, what do you I
2: do? snuggle with my babies, my little dogs. Sebastian and What those do you guys? have? I have two shih Tzus. There you go. Yeah.
1: Apples or oranges?
2: Apples of course, green apples, Granny Smith.
1: When you order Chinese food, what do you have to order?
2: Ooh. Hmm. Oh my god. You know what? I haven't ordered Chinese in a long time, but I do order Thai. Okay.
1: So, (laughs) what do you order order when
2: you order Thai? When I order Thai, I love edamame. So, but it's it's weird because it's more Japanese, (laughs) but the Mm -hmm. restaurant always has edamame.
1: Chocolate, caramel, or strawberry?
2: Ooh, chocolate. Mm -hmm. One thing you
1: regret not
2: learning how to do? Oh, play the violin. (laughs) <laughs> That's a lot of work, girl. <laughs> I know. I learned how to play the clarinet, but I should have picked up the violin. It's so pretty. That
1: <laughs> yeah, is. All right. If your house were burning down, what's one thing you'd grab?
2: Ooh. Well, definitely my dogs. Yeah. There you go.
1: And your favorite subject in school?
2: Oh, my goodness. Um, probably Math. Yeah, I had a really great um, algebra teacher um, when I was in high school, and or like ninth grade or something like that. So she was absolutely amazing. She actually made me fall back in love with, with numbers again.
1: It's amazing the impact that a good teacher can have.
2: Yeah, yeah, she was awesome. Like just, wow, yeah.
1: We are now into the holiday season. What's your favorite part about the
2: Woo! Well, you know, I have to be really honest. For a very long time, I didn't like Christmas. <laughs> I hated the holiday season, so I kind of like was like, "No, I don't want to deal with it." So I just kind of mm-hmm. didn't put up any decorations or didn't do anything. Um, but this holiday season, I have really enjoyed being a Secret Santa oh, and just like uh-huh. randomly surprising people. It's been fun. Yeah, that's what oh, I'm Oh, that's doing. great. Yeah, yeah. so like random people, like there's a couple of people I see um, that are homeless. Uh, There's actually one friend. um, He is in front of Starbucks um, here in D.C., and I see him periodically. And so he actually surprised me. And then that's when I was like, you know what, I'm going to start doing Secret Santa. So he surprised me and made me a mixtape, which I have not had in a really, really long time. And he delivered it to the yoga studio, and when he delivered that, I was like, my heart just went, oh, it just melted. And so saw him the next day, and so another one of my yoga students, she came with me, and, like, we made him breakfast and everything. Um, but I always just, like, pop up and just say hi and give him a hug and, you know, see how he's going and check in. And he always knows me as the yoga girl. And after that, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be a secret Santa. And uh, I've just been surprising people, just random.
1: Oh, that's really nice and it totally makes people's day, right,
2: yeah, yeah, just like little things, just the tiny little things.
1: Do you have a favorite memory from when you were a child about about Christmas?
2: yeah, probably my favorite memory is um putting up our Christmas tree, and we would do it as a family, so at the when I was tiny, when I was like maybe seven, eight years old, there were Five of us. So it was like my mom, my dad, and both of my brothers. And, I mean, it was totally tradition. Pull out the Christmas tree. And my older brother, he could stand back and, like, tell us, okay, nope, move it up this way, sideways. No, no. It's big hole sitting right there, so we would just have tons and tons of fun just putting all the ornaments up and just, like, creating, you know, this beautiful, like, family experience with just setting up the Christmas tree on one day. So we spent the day, like, unboxing everything, and like, laying everything out, and it was just, like, tons of fun.
1: Yeah, my children do the same now. They just love decorating the Christmas tree. Yeah. And the new year.
2: What's coming up for you? Woo, so um already, like some cool, exciting stuff I um will actually be in New York on may sixteenth um that's a Monday and at the yoga journal conference so I'm excited excited, excited, excited about that. Um, one, I can return to New York and teach because that's actually where I started teaching yoga. It was in New York, and so it's going to be fun to be able to go there and kind of reconnect. I always kind of dip into New York every now and then, but having an honor, you know, having this amazing honor bestowed upon me to teach at Yoga Journal Conference is going to be awesome, and I'm going to, of course, be surrounded by some amazing yogis from Catherine Buick, who's like an amazing friend, Um, Elena, of course, and Sean Korn, and some other amazing women, and we're going to do a whole day intensive, Um, It's like this super girl power (laughs) intensive session with um, all these awesome yogis and mm-hmm. so that's in may and the other thing that i'm going to do that's already kind of like lined up i will be in st louis in april to um do some yoga hip work and also some back bending and that should be fun. I also have some relatives. I have relatives all around the country. It's kind of crazy. But I have some relatives in St. Louis, some of my dad's aunts, um, some of my dad's sisters, my aunts. And so it's going to be exciting to not only connect with them because I don't get a chance to see them very often, but also to go there and, and teach yoga. They Actually, none of them have seen me teach, so I'm hoping that um, oh, at least two care. of them will um, dip in and get an opportunity to, um, to hang out with me on that day and kind of see what I do. It's going to be mm-hmm. kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. Always nice to connect with family. And, uh, of course, there's a couple of other things that are coming down the pipe um, that are really exciting. And, um, yeah, it's just, you know, stay tuned. Uh, stay connected on Facebook and, you know, my website. I always have things that I'm shouting out and letting people know about. And, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be busy. I, I have that feeling, which I love when my life is just like constantly moving and shaking. And I just think it's going to be uh another great year. That's that's my feeling in my gut that it's going to be fun and um inspiring. I'm sure there'll be tons and tons of people around me that will inspire me to to try new things and do new stuff. So I'm looking forward to 2011.
1: Well, cool. thank you so much for sharing some of your experiences over the past year and uh, and the things that you're looking forward to in the in the near future. Now. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show.
2: Oh, my God, thank you. It went by so
1: fast. <laughs> I know.
2: It goes really quick. Whoa. Wow. That was awesome. Well, thank you very much, Donna. It's been a pleasure.
1: It's been an absolute pleasure. And have a very happy holiday.
2: Same to you. Take care. Thank you again. Yes. This has
1: been Reflections 2010 with Faith Hunter. We appreciate her taking the time and sharing her insights and her spiritually fly in um, way that she inspires us and asks us to look for the divine within ourselves as we move through our asana practice and pranayama practice. We'd like to thank Elephant Journal for hosting these interviews on their website. There's all kinds of great stuff happening there. And a special shout-out to all of the guests. We have a few more interviews coming up next week. Um, tomorrow with Brock and Krista Cahill and then on Friday with Ally Hamilton. Next week we host John Friend and we finish up with Waylon Lewis. And that's been Reflections 2010. Check us out on Facebook. Find us On Twitter, I am at Donna K. Freeman. And you can always look us
2: up at YogaInMySchool.com. Have a wonderful day. Namaste.